and welcome to Cornwall Insights' latest podcast. Today, we're talking about the net zero journey for businesses, particularly within the context of the current challenging macroeconomic environment. My name is Dr. Matthew Chadwick. I'm a lead research analyst at Cornwall Insight, and I'm joined today by Nick Fothergill, a corporate partner in the energy and utilities team at the UK law firm Waitmans. Thanks, Matthew. I'm a partner in the energy and utilities team here at Waitmans, based in our London office. My work primarily involves M&A and investment work in the energy sector, along with joint ventures, restructuring and general corporate advice. I've been working in the sector for about 15 years and have experience across a range of different energy projects, including offshore wind, onshore wind, solar, biomass and offshore transmission or offto transactions. Waitmans is a leading UK law firm with a national network of offices with more than 230 partners and 1,400 people. Our national energy team works closely with organisations involved in the energy sector, including large utilities, project developers, investors and funders, new energy services companies and major energy consumers. We act for energy consumers in all sectors, specialist energy services companies, funders and developers implementing energy management projects as part of a sustainability strategy to achieve key priorities such as reducing carbon emissions, improving their reputation, generating income streams, protecting against volatile energy prices and reducing utility costs. We actually have a campaign at Waitmans called Empower which brings together these decarbonisation and energy services strands for our business clients. Thank you Nick. Over the last 12 to 18 months, we have experienced soaring energy prices, which combined with high inflation and high interest rates, supply chain issues and a tight labour market have seen many businesses struggling financially. At the same time, there have been increasing pressures from both consumers and investors for companies to make the transition to net zero. For many businesses, the desire to make progress towards net zero remains, but the financial pressures caused by the energy crisis and challenging macroeconomic environment have forced plans to be pushed back. In this podcast, we'll discuss the steps corporates can take to decarbonize and maintain momentum on their net zero journey. So to start with, there are so many different types and sizes of business across many different sectors. So there's not going to be a one size fits all strategy for achieving net zero. In your view, Nick, what are some of the key steps that businesses can and ultimately need to take to reach net zero? In our experience, net zero targets are still a priority for many businesses in the UK, but quite understandably, the higher energy costs and inflation we're all currently experiencing can often cut down the capital that businesses have available for spending on reaching net zero. Higher interest rates are also a factor, particularly for small and medium-sized enterprises, as they impact the willingness and ability of businesses to borrow in order to fund net zero related expenditure. There are a range of actions that businesses should be considering as part of their net zero journey, not all of which involve significant capital investment. They should start by analysing and understanding their energy consumption to get a clear view of what their energy profile looks like and where the inefficiencies lie. This then leads on to identifying and implementing appropriate energy efficiency measures across the business, 
These first two actions need not necessarily involve great expenditure. Businesses can then, depending on their appetite and budget, look at potentially installing on-site or private wire renewable energy assets, or look at contracting a corporate power purchase agreement. Here at Waitmans, we're used to advising and guiding clients along this pathway. Given the range of options you've just outlined, some of which are clearly going to have space and capital requirements that could present a problem given how stretched finances are for many corporates at present, what would you say, Nick, are some of the quick wins or first steps that businesses can make to both help decarbonize and bring down their energy costs in the short term? We're seeing an increasing number of requests from businesses to help them analyze their current energy contract so that they can understand the degree of flexibility they have in terms of sourcing new energy provision or potentially avoiding onerous arrangements. Businesses do not have the benefit of consumer protection legislation, unlike individuals. And so it's particularly important for businesses to be aware of what their energy contract actually says. My colleague, Anthony Rance, has actually written an article on this subject, and it should be a real focus of attention at the moment for the leadership of a business. Another area receiving a lot more attention for businesses at the moment is the option to install solar panels on the roof of commercial buildings. We know that this is something which the UK Warehousing Association is trying to raise awareness of particularly in light of the forthcoming expansion of the Minimum Energy Efficiency Standard, or MEES, for commercial property. From April this year, MEES will apply to all existing and ongoing leases from six months to 99 years duration, with immediate effect, requiring an EPC rating of E or above. This development therefore represents a real incentive to boost the sustainability of commercial buildings. And the installation of rooftop solar panels is an obvious way forward. At Waitmans, we can help guide businesses through the process of analysing their leases and assisting with the legal practicalities of getting solar panels installed. Solar panels can not only reduce a business's energy costs significantly and help it decarbonise, but there's also the potential to sell any excess power generated back to the grid at peak times, generating a financial return. With energy prices being as high as they are at the moment, it's possible that the installation of solar panels could pay for itself in a relatively short period of time. As you mentioned, how businesses procure their energy is clearly going to be an important factor going forward with many companies already looking into corporate power purchase agreements, or CPPAs, with renewable generators to both boost their credentials and help shield them from high market energy prices. Setting up these long-term agreements can often be a lengthy and complicated process. Nick, what are the key considerations for businesses looking to arrange a CPPA? And are there other ways businesses can change their procurement to lower costs and aid decarbonisation? Yes, Matthew. As I mentioned earlier, corporate PPAs are one of the main options available to businesses looking to lower their energy costs and decarbonise. Corporate PPAs generally come with little or no upfront capital costs and usually have contract durations of somewhere between five and 10 years. So they can offer a useful long term solution for a business to fix its energy costs for a good period of time while also decarbonising 
if the contract is signed with a renewable energy generator. As you say, agreeing a corporate PPA can take time and taking legal advice is advisable. A business is also likely to need a strong credit rating if it wants to secure a contract. It's also true to say, particularly at the moment with energy prices so unusually high, that a business needs to think very carefully about the long-term value of locking in an energy price and consider the price in the context of the potential for future reductions in the market in the coming year. Equally, businesses should consider how entering into a long-term contract fits with its ownership profile and any future plans for the business, including its possible sale. This can sometimes be a factor to be considered, for example, where a business is owned by private equity. Some of the characteristic of the corporate PPA process, which I've outlined, can mean that for some SMEs, a corporate PPA is not a realistic option. Some SMEs may also not have sufficiently large energy requirements to be attractive to a corporate PPA provider. However, the market is developing and adapting rapidly, and there's increasing scope for aggregators to play a role, with multiple smaller companies combining to purchase energy as part of the same PPA contract. Or, uh, and there are also corporate matchmaker platforms bringing together businesses and energy generators to match supply and demand. So there are an increasing number of options out there for businesses to consider. Thank you, Nick. So far, we've discussed what businesses can do themselves to maintain progress towards net zero despite the challenging macroeconomic conditions. But to finish off, what, Nick, do you think the government could be doing from a policy standpoint to support businesses and help speed up their transition towards net zero? This is a topic that there'll always be multiple views on and which always provokes a lively discussion between those involved in the sector. But one theme I've heard mentioned relatively frequently is the need for certainty and stability to allow businesses to make long-term investment decisions and commit their capital with confidence. Net zero is a 2050 objective, and so it needs long-term planning. Views have also been expressed that more could potentially be done to offer UK businesses fiscal incentives to invest in decarbonisation, reflecting the direction in which the US is going with its in Inflation Reduction Act and similar moves by the EU recently. The ongoing REMA review is also obviously a big opportunity for a reset of the UK's energy market design, where a strategic long-term approach could be taken. And we'll have to wait and see what the outcome of that is. Thank you so much, Nick, for your input. Many of the points covered in our discussion today are covered in more detail in a recent Insight paper from Cornwall Insight, Business Net Zero, Making Progress in a Challenging Economy, which can be accessed for free via our LinkedIn, Twitter and website. If you want to find out more about any of the points discussed today, then feel free to contact myself at Cornwall Insight or Nick at Waitman's. <laughs>